Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. What an extraordinary gift it is to be together. It is every Sunday. Um, it's a gift because consider this. No matter what is happening, no matter the urgency of the day, we as the body of Christ are here showing up because we believe that the way of love, the way of humility and compassion, of self-sacrifice, the way of Jesus Christ is the way to faithfully embrace and honor the gift of our lives. When looking for hope, we need to know look, we need to look no further than each other. An incarnational reminder that God meets us in our earthly lives through our care of each other. And I begin there because it continues to feel heavy week in and week out. We are living through easily the most contentious time in my consciousness. And as tricky as it can be to parse things out in a way that can be heard by each of us and in a way that God can transform our own hearts and minds, part of the gift of being here week in and week out to listening to a sermon, to receiving the sacrament, to sharing in different classes and studies or serving in ministries, is the foundational belief that our lives are being transformed to live out our faith. And as I weighed what might be on the hearts and minds of our congregation, to pastorally respond, our gospel this Sunday is at its core forward-looking. Everything is connected. And our practice of deepening our capacity to be loving, to be compassionate, to be agents of peace, that is a response to the injustice and pain of the world. Simple spiritual practices make a difference. Now, much of Holy Scripture, when we encounter Jesus, is about instructions how we are currently to live. And last week we heard an excerpt from the Sermon on the Mount, maybe things that we should honor and cherish in this life. Today's gospel is from the, towards the end of Matthew, and Jesus has journeyed up a mountain once again. But this parable is about the future. It is not about the present. Last night, I stood right there, and I kid you not, there were 10 bridesmaids to my right. And I, I need you all to rest assured I have some pastoral sensitivity. I didn't ask which five of them were the foolish ones. They were all wearing these stunning green dresses, and, and, and as we got ready for the wedding, I could hear the laughter in the terrace room and in the chapel, and there's such a sweet spirit amongst the group. The nave was filled with light, and, and 
you know, especially, you know, it's five o'clock, it's dark now, so it's just that contrast to the darkness of the world. It's, it's stunning to be here on an evening. The beautiful flowers that, um, that, are, that are still here today. I mean, weddings are absolutely beautiful. And a few minutes before, the mother of the groom was running around looking for a piece of scotch tape. The, the groomsmen were, were learning how to usher. And the best man was looking for wedding rings so he could carry his traditional honor. And everyone seemed generous and open to sharing, making sure that everyone was included. It was lovely. But it felt different than our reading today, which maybe is a kind of window into this reading. In our gospel this, this morning, we have a parable of waiting for a bride to arrive. I think it's obvious that this is an image of waiting for Christ or waiting for God to break through. And in that reading, there are ten bridesmaids. Five are foolish because they don't have oil for their lamps. And then when the bridegroom does arrive, the foolish bridesmaids ask others if they can have some oil. You would think, sure, let me share this with you. But instead, we have this harsh rebuke. No, we can't share our oil. Leave and get your own. Which meant the foolish leaving and missing the party altogether. Our reading certainly doesn't capture the generous feeling of most of the weddings we've attended. It seems harsh and out of touch with the generosity of God, the generosity of God's love and grace that we know, that we preach, and that God invites us to share with others. Which maybe is a clue then to how we should read our passage this morning. See, the oil is what is needed so that the bridesmaids can see, so that the bridesmaids can welcome God into their midst to experience the fullness of God. And the oil is not something that can be given away. Maybe the oil is the very spiritual practices that shape our life so that we are more profoundly connected, more aware, and more open to God's desire to show up in our life. Because I think y'all know this. You can't do that hard work of transformation for someone else. We can only do that work in ourselves. Spiritual practices that shape us that change our lives, can't be given away. But they do make us transformed people, and our transformation can be shared with the world. Now, I know over the course of my preaching, I often share stories of when I mess up. I will continue to mess up. I will probably continue to share those stories with you. Like a few weeks ago when I yelled at a 14-year-old soccer ref. <laughs> so I will always have more of those stories, but I thought it might be okay since I've shared a lot of those to share a story when I think I got it right. So I was driving home a few nights ago, and I was pulling up to my street. I needed to take a left, and a, and a big truck that 
took a wrong turn onto my street, and it was turning around in the neighbor, and I got distracted, and so I took a left, but I didn't turn on my blinker. And for the record, I fully support the use of blinkers. <laughs> the guy behind me rolled down his window and yelled just a long string of expletives. I will spare you from exactly what he said. And I could feel these negative thoughts begin to seep in as my blood pressure rose. And so I, I just prayed for him and whatever bad experiences he's had lately that would cause him to yell a bunch of expletives at an undercover priest. <laughs> and it, and, and it, if you're in the pews and it was you that did that, it's okay. God's love is bigger than that. But I found myself less angry, less needing to be in an argument. Honestly, I, I felt a sense of peace. And I know that's a, a really subtle and, and probably a, a much simpler answer of forgiveness than the horrible complexities of our world. But I share that example because how we prepare for the kingdom of God is directly correlated with how we experience the kingdom of God. How do we make sure we are ready to welcome God in our lives? How do we make sure that we see the kingdom of God? That's our gospel passage is to make sure that we have oil in our lamps. Now, we, are, we had a preaching conference. Um, we had a, our clergy conference was a preaching conference, and the, and the um, Bishop Wright came. He's like, you know, you need to give people a list of things to do, so I'm going to give you all five things to do. I, I did my homework, just, just so you all know. Um, how do we keep oil in our lamps? We pray. We have to pray because it makes us mindful of the needs of other people. It makes us mindful in our own lives that our dependence is on God alone. We serve because it puts us in touch with our own ability to share God with each other. It reminds us that more than anything, we have to love our neighbor because God loves our neighbor and we are serving Christ's very self when we help. We give. And this day of Consecration Sunday is a reminder of the importance of giving. But we give not because the church needs our money, but, but because we need to learn that we have more than enough. And God calls us to be generous. We plant. Maybe metaphorically, but but when we leave here today, our soul sisters are out right now. Um, all the orange flags are holes that they drilled yesterday with a little hand auger. And there are um, a thousand daffodil bulbs outside. And, and they're for each of you to plant bulbs in the holes. We plant because it means that we have to be patient. We have to trust that there is growth in this world 
the people that we encounter will not be the same people years down the road. We have to be patient with life and growth. Those are future endeavors. And we have to love. Because to love means that we open our hearts to each other, knowing that it will ultimately lead to suffering, and yet it's also the only way to know joy. Today, on this Consecration Sunday, my hope is that you see that your gifts are just another way of keeping your lamp full, to be open to see that God is at work through you, that you are deepening your own sense of generosity as you prepare to receive the kingdom of God. May we all be alert and awake to the way that God is trying to show up in our lives. Amen.